Eight losses. The Miami Heat wrap up their road trip with a second straight win. Thanks to Tyler Hero stepping up big. We'll break down the game, but is it time to ask if Hero might deserve all-star consideration? All that and more coming up next. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David O'Mill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It was a tough road trip for Miami. They started off with three straight losses. Of course, that fight in Denver to kick things off. They were missing Jimmy Butler. And tonight, before they took on the Oklahoma City Thunder to wrap up the road trip, also without Bam Adebayo. So it looked like it was going to be a struggle for Miami, and it certainly was. It was a tough first half, ended with both teams struggling to find their rhythm, tied at 43. But Miami finally found their groove in the third quarter, an ugly game. But there was Tyler Hero. Not much else to really take away from the game other than Tyler really saving Miami and finding a way to save the road trip for the Heat because it was just a phenomenal performance from him and getting some key performances from other players also. But Wes, just a really tough road trip. To me, the big takeaway from this is I, I just I think Miami was able to salvage what they could of this road trip and uh, just find a way to continue winning. Yeah, I mean, you end up, Ending the road trip with two straight wins. Um, granted, you know, the competition tonight wasn't awesome with the Thunder. Um, it was just a bunch of, you know, random players that they put out there. Uh, but right. Miami was without their arguably two best players in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So you're right, Tyler Hero stepped up. You got big contribution from Duncan Robinson. Really good minutes from Dwayne Dedman. Uh, Eric Spolstra figured out ways to mix and match his lineups. Um, yes. You know, you've got... You get you had some 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 rare KZ Akpala minutes. Uh, Caleb Martin pitching in twenty seven or, or seventeen minutes. Gabe Vincent with twenty minutes. Max Struess with twenty two. So they had to go as deep as they possibly could on the bench uh, without you know dipping into Udonis Haslam. Uh, this this was a I, I don't care who the opponent is when you're missing right. your two best players. It's going to be tough every single night because like I said, you just got to kind of figure it out on the fly. We saw like. Omar Yurtsevin get early minutes, and he didn't play very well, so he didn't play at all in the second half. You had Casey Akpala playing like center, along with P.J. Tucker, kind of co-centers at times. You had P.J. Yeah. Tucker guarding uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It was just a lot of like kind of fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of stuff, but you know what? They did enough to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I, I'm glad that you brought up the Spo kind of mixing and matching there because I think he really did a phenomenal job of trying to find the right players to kind of capture the moment to really find – some kind of recipe for success. It was tough, but you know, Casey Apollo at the five, not great, but not terrible. And I think maybe the bar might be a little bit low, but it was good to see him out on the floor. Gave Vincent contributing on occasion, finding ways to get Max Struess going. He had 13 points off the bench to lead all bench scores. Uh, but you know, Duncan Robinson continues to impress with his second straight game, had 21 points on five of 12 shooting from three point range. The Heat in general shot 45% from three point range, so a pretty good shooting game from them. They really started to pick things up a little bit because they were kind of sloppy in that first half, and then slowly as the game progressed, they really started to again find their groove a little bit. But uh, just a good overall game from them. Look, I think they were kind of playing down to their opponent a little bit. I know that's somewhat cliche, but without 
Jimmy and Bam, they were trying to find their identity. And, you know, it was a little difficult for them at first. I had questions about whether or not Kyle would step up as a scorer. And while he did not necessarily step up as far as his scoring is concerned, he didn't really need to. He was looking mostly to distribute, find right guys in the right position to score, just as he does so effectively. Kind of reminiscent of what he did earlier in the season, but even without Jimmy Butler and Bam in the lineup. Yeah, and you know, Lou Dort messed up a lot of things in the backcourt for Miami. I mean, that guy is so good defensively. Future he also Heat hit star, threes. Lou Dort. Who? What? Future Heat future Heat star Lou Dort. I think, <laughs> you know, connecting with the Haitian community yeah. down here in South Florida, I think he's gonna come to the Heat eventually. He'll be the new PJ Tucker like 10 years from now, right? Like he'll oh. go like do a whole career and then eventually end up in Miami late in his career. Right. But 31 minutes for him, 20 points, whatever, four of eight from three-point range. That three-point shot for him has come along over his career. But, man, he just he screws so many things up in the backcourt for you, whether he's <laughs> pressuring Tyler Hero, pressuring Kyle Lowry, pressuring Duncan Robinson. He fights over screens so hard. And, um, you know, I thought Miami eventually found ways to deal with it in that they just yeah. stopped going near him. He was kind of like a shutdown corner, like Darrell Revis at his prime. <laughs> You're just like, all right, let's just not, not go to that side of the court where he is. But, right. um, yeah. Look, Miami got back to their bread and butter again. They they rebounded really well tonight. Uh, that should be mentioned. You know, eight offensive rebounds. Um, they got 28 points in the paint. Uh, they ended up, like you said, going 18 from from 40 from three point range. So you kind of got that three point shot going. First, their first four shots of the game were uh, their first made shots of the game were from three point range. So it seemed like early on that it was going to get going, and it and it did. So um, zooming out. You know, you mentioned Duncan Robinson making his, having his second straight good game. Yeah. Now, can we just officially say the shooting slump is snapped? Now, if he if he has another bad game, it doesn't mean he's slumping again. He just has a bad shooting game. That's going to happen again. But yeah. um, it's like what we said on the Monday episode, David. Like it kind of felt you don't want to put that three game losing streak on Duncan Robinson, but they felt so tethered together in the in a, just a really high pressure kind of way, and he snaps out of that shooting skid. They still without Jimmy Butler, one game without Bam, but they're able to win both games. And like I, you zoom out on that road trip, two and three overall. It was a tough trip, a really tough trip. But I don't know if you can consider it a success at this point. I just yeah. think you're just like happy to be done with it. Eric Spolstra saying after the game, "Hey, you just try to learn something from that kind of trip, right? Where it's a close game every single night, high stakes, high stress moments at times." And uh, and for a a team that is still really new, right, like two new players in that starting lineup, guys in and out because of injuries and things like that, a brand new kind of bench, basically. Um, It's a new group and they were able to kind of go through those experience early in the season. So Eric Spolster is trying to find something positive from it. And I think ending it on a two game win streak, I guess you can call it uh, with two games is somewhat of a positive. I I will go a step further and say that, in my opinion, it was a success because Mm. it started off so shakily in that Denver matchup. I know there was a lot of expectation, Miami riding high, national pundits proclaiming the Heat best team in the country and things of that sort. I mean, and maybe that's still true. But then again, they kind of got punched in the face, literally and figuratively in Denver. And they kind of started things off a little shaky for them. They weren't quite sure how to respond to that. But, you know, without Jimmy losing him in the first quarter of that Lakers game, I think they kind of found their identity a little bit, played a tough game against them, lost in overtime. You know, of course, there was a game against the Clippers where they lost a big lead and found their groove again against the Utah Jazz team. That's a very, very, very good regular season team. So the fact that they were without Bam tonight and against a plucky Oklahoma City Thunder team and able to kind of put their imprint on the game to me 
kind of screams of a, a success and something they can continue to build on as they go back home and take on the Washington Wizards and New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday. So that should be a good matchup. But you know what? We'll get into some player grades later on in the next segment before talking about uh, Tyler Hero as a potential all-star. But let me tell you about how to deal with the stress of daily life because it impacts your body completely, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free and it's not easy. Theragun can certainly help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power that's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. That's a bargain. Go to therabody.com slash lockdown right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash lockdown. Therabody.com slash lockdown. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Boys and girls, it is time for player grades. Time for report cards. David, let's jump right in. My first grade goes to Tyler Hero. He's getting an A. He's getting an A. Uh, should not be a surprise. Look, no. the 27 points uh, were so vital for Miami, and it wasn't just the 27 points. It was the timing when he yeah. got those points, uh, a nice little spurt from him in the third and fourth quarters when that game was getting a little tight. Um, and Eric Spolster talking about Tyler Hero after the game, just mentioning how he's creating so much for himself now. And I actually thought um, Cooper Moorhead from MiamiHeat.com asked him an interesting question. Like when you're watching the film, when you're watching Tyler Hero play, uh, do you kind of have to change your opinion on what a bad shot is for Tyler Hero? Because hmm. you see so much of him just kind of spinning he had that one shot in the fourth quarter just spinning around baseline i'm like i didn't even realize like he took the shot because yeah. like the, the release was so quick and, and yeah. next thing you know like the ball's going through the net and you're just like what is happening and you, you just kind of find yourself saying that with tyler hero two or three times a game now and it's just a regular Absolutely. thing where that footwork is so improved um he's handling pressure up top from guys like lou dort and others um coming around screens um, using screens better than ever. I mean, there's his, his first step has vastly improved. His handle is vastly improved. You're just everything is just on display every single night. The consistency is so key. But but David, I just I want a thirty pointer. I'm getting <laughs> greedy. I just want him to start. I want I want like a forty pointer. I want like the big Tyler Hero game because you and I have talked about Tyler Hero a lot. But I can't wait for him to actually get in on that national conversation. I know we're going to talk uh, touch on Tyler Hero later on, but um still the 27 points tonight huge yeah only 18 field goals unfortunately not able to get to the line very much which is still the biggest slight of him continuing a trend set by some all-star guards here in miami he just does not get to the line as much as he probably should and that's despite the added weight of all the muscle he put on and all the training and everything else like that i feel it's almost kind of like it's almost insulting or derivative to say of tyler hero that he's just so good at shooting because he just takes these incredibly bad shots and somehow finds a way to knock them in, he's put in the work. And that's something that we kind of overlook with him. And and even amid all the, the crazy trade talk and why he was going to get traded this summer and everything else, 
kind of overlooking the fact that from day one, this franchise has been supportive of him and has said consistently that he is one of the hardest workers on the team, which is saying something because for a team that identifies so, you know, they're so aligned with the identity of culture and hard work and everything else, Tyler fits right in. So he's been phenomenal this season and he's certainly going to get some consideration for some postseason awards next uh, and later on this season. But I wanted to continue our player grades. Quick, quick interruption. Talk- I misspoke. Sure. I said 27 no. points. He had 26 points, but go ahead. <laughs> that one point that would have cost us dearly. But uh, you know what? I'll move on to Kyle Lowry. I'm giving him a B plus for today's game because it wasn't a phenomenal showing from him, but just solid enough to continue doing his role. Again, like I mentioned before, I had concerns about whether or not he was going to step up as a scorer. I thought it was going to be essential for him. But he understood the flow of the game. He knew it was kind of uh, one of those, what is it that they always say, that you kind of dragged in the mud, you know, a, a dirty game. And in that sense that you just kind of have to figure your way through it. And and for Kyle, as great a leader and point guard and floor general and all those other superlatives as he is, just kind of understood what was at stake here. And I think that's such a great thing from him to know that maybe he didn't necessarily need to score. After after what he did a couple games ago where he had that phenomenal fourth quarter, I will never doubt whether or not Kyle can step up as a scorer, but I think he understood it was more important to go to other players to balance that scoring out, and he did a phenomenal job with his 11 assists to go along with 11 points. So again, a B-plus for him for just finding his role and doing it as perfectly as he could. Uh, well said. Yeah, I really have nothing to add to that. Uh, he did. He played his role exactly how he had to. The assists were there. He got everybody in gear. He was just the adult on the court uh, <laughs> in a game where there wasn't many, like zero no. adults in Oklahoma City. And uh, he was kind of playing with the kids in Miami. Uh, but there was one other adult on the floor, and that was Dwayne Dedman. He's getting a B-plus from me. Not a great stat line, necessarily, like three for six, right. eight points. Seven rebounds, one steal, did have three blocks. But here's the thing that I care about, David. Plus 28. That's tied with Tyler Hero. Both uh, Dwayne Dedman, Tyler Hero, plus 28. Both of them were in this game. What that says to me is that basically in a game without Bam, without Jimmy Butler, I'm kind of, I was looking at that game and and you just see those lineups that Eric Spolster was rolling out. I'm like, I don't think the Heat are much better than the Thunder at this (laughs) point, except for Tyler Hero and Dwayne Dedman. They just seemed, So much better than anybody Oklahoma City had, including Shea Gillagis-Alexander, who started hot and kind of faded later in the game. Uh, Hero and Dedman were the best players on the court for most time. Like, And then, you know, without Dedman, Miami didn't ha- have a true center, right? right? We mentioned the Kasiak Paul at the five minutes. You tried Omer Yurtsevin. It didn't exactly work very well. Minus 14 in five minutes for him. So um, they needed Dedman to play well. Not necessarily to score, but to just hold his own. Um, and I thought I, I was surprisingly at seven rebounds. It felt like he had like yeah. 17 rebounds to me, but uh, I guess that just means that all of them were timely and he, and he stood his ground in the paint. Uh, and if he didn't, nobody was, nobody was going to for Miami. So his, his stable play was vital for the heat tonight. But can we just talk about one more guy before we move on, David? Sure. We got to give, we got to give Casey Akpala a grade. And now, this was his first minutes of the season, I believe. Like, first actual minutes that mattered for the season. So here's my grade for Casey Akpala. Just a happy face. Good to see him in there. <laughs> Just good to see him in there. Um, I don't even care what his stat line was. I'm not even going to bother looking at it. Uh, I know it wasn't, like, huge, but had yeah. a couple of nice tip-ins in the second half. Had really nice closeouts defensively. Again, you're supposed to just throwing him into out of, a, out of position, and he made the most of it. Um, he played with confidence. He took a three, kind of like a heat check three after making a couple of nice plays. Um, was... Just good to see KZ out there. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I 
it is. I've been kind of, I don't want to lean into this because this is not who I am as a media person or as the host of this show. And at the same time, I've just kind of had to, I've kind of had to embrace being the tough guy in KZ because so many people were talking about him being the savior, the franchise and all this other stuff during the two year hiatus that you took from the team. And I've kind of had to swing in the other direction and just say, you know what? He, he might actually be that good. But, you know, he, he played out there. He gave it his all. And he had some solid minutes. I also want to shout out P.J. Tucker. I think he should get an A because shutting down Shea Gilgis-Alexander yeah. for 2 of 11 shooting. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he got 10 points is because he went 5 of 6 at the free throw line. But other than that, he was completely shut down offensively. And a big part of that was P.J. Tucker, who continues to do all the dirty work. Six rebounds for him. Three steals, just a great night from him. I don't know if he's in better shape now than he was in Milwaukee or anything like that. And he's kind of just defying his age at this point. It's been phenomenal to see him continue to improve and just be a, a great role player in this heat system. But that'll wrap it up for our player grades. We'll talk a little bit more about Tyler here as a potential all-star next season. But first, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible to find the parts that you're looking for at your local chain auto parts store. You know, you go to the computer there, they, they start looking around, seeing if they have a part that they happen to carry in their warehouse. Why go through all that? You've got access to computers at home or in your pocket, which means you've got access to rockauto.com. It's so easy to navigate that website. You find everything you're looking for with just a few easy clicks. And whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a mechanic or anywhere in between, you'll find everything you're looking for and save money because their same low prices are available for everybody. Again, easy to use website. You can't go wrong with that. And best of all, right now, if you go to the section that says, "Where? how did you hear about us? Write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you. Just find all the parts available that you're looking for over at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, that's rockauto.com. Let's also talk about Bet Online, back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use that promo code locked on. From basketball, football, World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage on all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter. Use the hashtag AskLHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. We'll be joined by special guest Ben Golliver of the Washington Post on tomorrow's episode, so make sure to check that out as well. Again, we'll be talking about Tyler Hero as a potential all-star later on in this segment. But first, a listener question sent in to us from Samuel Chabra. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Sam. I'm sorry. We say, not we, but him as a viewer listener says, we say that Lowry is the third best player on this team behind Jimmy and Bam. But do we think Bam could have got us this win if it was just Lowry and Jimmy out? Thank you so much for answering. Well, that's a tough question, Wes. I'm not sure exactly how to topic that because tackling something like this is so difficult because you take out, if it was Lowry and Jimmy out instead of Bam and Jimmy you know, it changes the rotations completely. You're relying on more guard play. Gabe Vincent gets heavier minutes, et cetera. I, I'm not sure exactly what you think of Sam's question here and how to approach it. They would have won this game with Bam. Are you kidding me? Like, that's not even – this isn't even a, a hard question for me. Like, Bam is an awesome player. When he plays well, the Heat tend to win games. 
Um, I actually, I think he, he might be the barometer of this team more than anybody else. When, uh, because there are moments when he can just dominate. And you're telling me he wouldn't have been able to dominate this game with Jay Robinson dash Earl in at, as the big man and, and uh, Pokasevsky all like seven feet, 80 pounds of him in the middle. Like, are you kidding me? Bam, I would have dominated this game. He would have scored 37 points. He would have had like 18 rebounds. He would have, uh, he wouldn't have had 11 assists like Kyle Lowry, but he would have done plenty of playmaking from the perimeter. No doubt in my mind, if they have Bam, they have Jimmy, and they don't have Kyle Lowry for whatever reason in this hypothetical, they would have been fine. They would have been fine. They're lucky that they had one one of their best three players, and that Tyler Hero did step up in this game with 26 points, not 27. But, um, yeah, they would have been fine with Bam out of bio. I mean, he's so dynamic. He w- they would have been fine. Well, I mean, we... we uh... We talked about that game, well, earlier in the season, I think it was before you had joined the show, when they lost in Indiana with Kyle Lowry out. And I think everybody kind of was concerned about whether or not he might be so integral to the lineups that if he was out, that maybe it would just change the complexity of this team and things of that sort. So I can understand that line of thinking is that if you take Lowry out, maybe you're not pushing the pace as much. But they've kind of redefined themselves a little bit from that first team that started off the season. Right? They're not necessarily looking to for be up tempo as much they're kind of trying to find their way in their half court offense is much more I, I think it's much more stable much more reliable and consistent you can just kind of go to those half court sets and find points when you need to and a big part of that is a great scoring up tile here so as long as you have him out there you're probably right you're going to be able to find your points from somewhere and bam certainly is going to be able to dominate i know i, I guess running the offense through him has proven to be a, a recipe for success in the past so you're probably right just got to play devil's advocate here to answer sure. these questions here. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting question. But another interesting question, does Tyler Hero get all-star consideration? Because we're getting that point. And I know that a lot of Heat fans are really getting excited. It's 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 amazing to see this evolution of fans and listeners because last year, Hero was not taking that leap. He was kind of a bum. Everybody wanted him traded. And sure, trade his ass for James Harden or, you know, player X. Bradley Beal, who will face twice later on this week. You know, all these questions about Tyler Hero's commitment to the team and everything else. And now he's been he's been freaking phenomenal. He's been so good, as we talked about earlier in the show. And I think we're starting to see much more recognition on national level. Now, maybe not from guys like Charles Barkley, who still question whether or not Tyler can do this against starters, as you wrote and proved quite uh, succinctly. Certainly, he's been able to do that against starters. He's been starting the last few games, so clearly that's been the case. Should he get all-star consideration? I mean, it's hard, right? Look, you're going to have an all-star. You're going to have an all-star spot available with Kyrie Irving, or two of them, really, with Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons being out potentially uh, of the all-star mix here, um, depending on how you want to define Ben Simmons. But uh, in the Eastern Conference, so he's not getting an all-star vote from anybody. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, was yeah. Ben Simmons a, a guard? I don't even remember what he was. I just, uh, but Kyrie Irving, obviously, like you're going to have vacancies now where where other players need to step up. James Harden is actually having a down year, but he'll make the All Star team because he's James Harden. Um, but yeah, I guess Tyler, he's, he's top twenty ish in scoring, has been all season long. He's able to just kind of put these twenty seven point games out. Um, he's doing them on big stages. He's a big name, weirdly enough. After the bubble run, people know who he is, but. There's there's stiff competition in the East at that guard spot. I mean, you've got Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan just for Chicago. Like right. you've got DeRozan coming over from Western Conference into the Eastern Conference, and he's been playing awesome for Chicago. Right. Like arguably one of the best five players in the league 
this season right now. Like that guy, he's putting up an MVP type numbers right now. Uh, he's going to get huge consideration and potentially take that one spot that's available. We've also got Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Bradley Beal. I know he's missed a couple of games here, but uh, Malcolm Brogdon's having a really nice year for Indiana. Uh, you know, you mentioned James Harden, LaMelo Ball for Charlotte is going to have something to say. You've got sure. a lot of guys in the mix here uh, with a nice, uh, w- with really strong cases. I think Tyler Hero has a case. I think mm-hmm. he has a strong case. I would not bet on him making the all-star game this season, though. And that's okay. I, I think, you know, look, Bam didn't make the all-star game. Jimmy Butler didn't make the all-star game last year. It was a crazy season, obviously, with COVID. Jimmy Butler can get in as a guard, too. You can, he could technically, and he should, because he's been absolutely. basically playing the two. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, great points there. Uh, I think it's it's important for him to kind of get that recognition. And at the same time, it's also just a great stepping stone for him to just be able to continue to develop and launch what should be a great career here in Miami. So something to consider uh, that he'll start to get that kind of consideration. But, you know, I just don't think he'll get the nod just yet. As long as he gets in the conversation, I think that's huge, right? Especially like you said, coming back from last season to get into that kind of that that mix for the All-Star is a win in and of itself. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you to subscribe to get the best coverage available. And make sure you also check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B.